0: pharrell
2: has taken over let's go it's pharrell coast to coast steaks chicks stacks you and i are gonna make a lot of money it's pharrell coast to coast It's a bad C, broken aid, A, bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad logs, bad dude, bad bad, 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 bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the FanDuel Sportsbook in the Meadowlands, right across from the Big Apple NYC. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion. Shake it up, Shadoobie. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown. What a mess. This town's a tatter. My brains are splattered all over, Manhattan. And Shadoobie, shake it up. Here we go, another week on Coast to Coast, like you read about Where Do You Hurt. I'm Pharrell. Carver High is with me. Mafia and the crew back at World Headquarters in the middle of it all in Midtown Manhattan at Studio 34 in the Renaissance. I'm back from Florida where I went to my dear friend's funeral. Drag. It's awful. I hated every minute of it. It was misery. Carver I what did you think when you heard that on uh, Pain Free Friday, when I left after Coast to Coast to get to the Aeropuerte to get on that big jet airliner... That I would be delayed until 12.05, which turned into 1.05 in the morning. I could have stayed and done in-game live. First of all, how did it go? And what did you think when, because you did it with Gabe, what did you think when you heard that I had to sit for six hours in the airport? I wanted to commit Harry (coughs) Carey. Uh, well, <laughs> good that you got back. All
3: okay. Uh, honestly, the first thing—the first thing that I thought of when I heard that you were having airport issues was, I'm glad that I wasn't with you. Uh, I believe I, that. I've been in airports with you uh, for flights that are on time, and uh, sometimes it could be a bit of a pain. So, hearing that you were going to be delayed three or four hours, that was something that I'm glad I wasn't a part of. In game live was great. Me, Gabe, and Wetzel had a great time. We had a lot of fun on. Friday so you don't Friday. like when I buy you hundred
2: and fifty dollar breakfast? No, what are saying to me? That
3: part is great. There's is that nothing, what he's there's, saying? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah, there's all nothing I'm, wrong all with all that. All I'm saying to you is, is that sometimes I'm stressful. It's stressful. You could be stressed yourself. I don't get stressed.
2: But you could be stressed at an airport. You feed off of my stress. Right. So I'm just when I heard that you were going to be delayed three so like, or four hours, I knew it was going to be a problem. So like I'm like a Dyson vacuum. I suck you into my stress. Right.
3: Like if I. I get delayed three or four hours at an airport, I mean, you know how big the bill's going to be for myself just drinking beers and stuff. So, you know, it's good for you that...
2: You better believe I I know that. All right, uh, we have a million things to do today. It's going to be an incredible show. Everybody's digging it. Uh, Plus, my good friend, uh, Goody, Mr. Goodbar, Jeff Goodman, the college rack genius, will join us to talk about all things college basketball. First, let's get an update, though, with your boy... Harbor High Sports Grid News Update. All
3: right, Scotty Phillip, Rivers, and the Chargers made it official today. They agree to mutually part ways, ending his 16 years with the franchise. LA GM Tom Telesco said the timing of the announcement allows everyone to put themselves in the best position for 2020. Rivers is 38 years old and an eight time Pro Bowler. 44 finalists for this summer's Team USA Basketball in Tokyo. LeBron James heads the list along with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and 15 of the 16 USA-born players in this Sunday's NBA All-Star Game. Of course, USA Basketball coming off a 7th-place finish at the World Cup last year. New AP Top 25 in college hoops. As expected, Baylor stays on top pulling in 48 of the 64 first place votes. Gonzaga, Kansas, San Diego State, and Louisville round out the top five. The big news from the poll, preseason number one Michigan State is out of the top 25. It's the first preseason number one to drop out since Kentucky back in 2013-14. Tonight's schedule in the NBA, nine games tonight. Here's the early starts. Magic minus nine and a half host the Hawks. Brooklyn visits Indiana. Pacers minus six and a half. Pistons are three-point home favorites against the Hornets. The Raptors keeping the looking to keep the streak alive. They are at home against the T-Wolves. They are nine-point favorites. No Giannis for the Bucks tonight. They're laying 11, hosting the Kings. Good top 10 battle in the ACC tonight. Number 8, Florida State visits number 7, Duke. Duke minus 8 right now. Texas Tech minus 10 hosts TCU. And number 1, Baylor visits Texas Bears, minus six road favorites. Six games on the ice tonight in the NHL. Coyotes into Montreal. Habs minus 135. Flyers minus 135 also host Florida. Big one in the Metro. The Islanders visit D.C. The Caps are minus 170. The Lightning into Columbus as minus 60 road favorites. I'm Carver High with a sports grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid.
2: So uh, 34C said to me, uh, she said, they they need to... Um, show you closer up because you're so good looking. I couldn't agree with her more. <laughs> so we're, Did you notice, Carver High, that we're a lot closer? Yeah, you got,
3: you got moved up like, a little bit. But like, that's okay. You I, got a better look at your face, those jackets, everything that you got cooking there now. I, so
2: that's a good thing you're a little bit closer up to the camera. A lot of people uh, say that I'm uh, ugly. Some say that I'm as pretty as a girl. Some say that I have crow's feet which are the action around the eyes when you get old like me. Uh, You know, I don't care. I I don't care where they put the cameras. I really don't. They're lucky that I looked in uh, the right camera for the first two segments of this show already today. I'm on a roll, a bagel, a wheat thin, a wafer, a croissant. All right, uh, Carver High, there's a lot to do today. Uh, I really want to get into a lot of this stuff. First of all, for like the 12th time, uh, Philip Rivers is done with the Chargers. How many times have they announced this now? I mean, this is like the second time I well, know for a fact uh, we've no. talked well, about it. Well, like, they haven't. We they, knew he was leaving. Well,
3: no, there were reports that he was leaving. There was rumors that he was leaving. They had said that they weren't on the same page, but today him and the organization got together, made a joint announcement. We're going our own ways. That's why... Do you think he'll get a gig somewhere else? I do think he'll get a gig somewhere else. Where will he get a gig? I don't know. Do you think he's the type of guy who's going to want to be a backup somewhere? No. I, I, I don't. He moved the whole family. He's 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 got eight or nine kids, whatever it is. He moved them all to Florida already. So was he eyeing one of the Florida teams? Oh, so he left. He left,
2: uh, so Cali he left Cal. He
3: left Southern SoCal. San Diego. He left. The whole he left and now down to Florida. Really? He, yeah. So where did he move in Florida? I don't know exactly where in Florida. I'll find out for you. But he did move to Florida. So
2: so I was in Cocoa Beach uh, for the funeral. Do you think maybe he's near Cocoa Beach? He could have bought me dinner or something.
3: He could. You know what? You could have met up with Phil. I'm
2: sure he would have <laughs> took care of you. you know I mean? I mean, do I'm you sure. think that he's got a first string sling left in that arm, or do you think he's more like uh, Eli? Man- and he should have retired. I um, I think he's kind of washed. Uh, I think he's kind of washed
3: right now. You know, he did throw for, I think it was 4,600 yards last year, 20-plus right. touchdowns, but he also had 20-plus picks. Um, I don't know. Like, if you're a team like Tampa, all right, you got Jameis Winston who throws for a ton of yards, touchdowns, is younger, also throws a lot of picks. Do you really want, like, an older... Slowing down version, not as well of Jameis Winston. That's kind of what Phillip Rivers is, right? At this point of his career, because you're getting a lot of turnovers with Jameis. Sure, you're getting a lot of yards. I don't don't know. I don't know where the fit is right now. So who'd you rather have? Would you rather have
2: famous Jameis slinging uh, 5,000 yards and, and that many touchdowns that he throws and that many picks, or would you rather have... Old Philip Rivers uh, throwing ducks now like he was this year.
3: I-, I think that if you had to ask me who would I want on my team tomorrow, I'd probably take Winston over Philip. Rivers. So would
2: I. I really would. I
3: think you have to. All
2: right. So, did you see this uh, story? We'll talk more about it with uh, Goody. Did you see the story about um, the? They came out with brackets. Yes. Already. Yes. Like they literally came out with brackets for the uh, NCAA tournament, like what it would look like today if they started the basketball tournament. And uh, did you see it? I did see it, yes. And what did you think of it? Uh,
3: you know, uh, there's a couple issues that I have with it. Obviously, you know, they love Michigan State, who's not even in the top 25 anymore after today. But this weekend, they had him 16th and a four seed. They have him as a four seed. Uh, they are they're not no even in the more. top 25 anymore.
2: I mean, they are no so. more a four seed than I am. You know what I am? I'm eating seeds. Uh, eating seeds is a pastime activity. Uh, System of a down. Did you like that uh, reference they, right there? I got good that job. Lee. Eating seeds. Yeah. Is a activity. Nice job with the system of a down. Thank you. Uh, you. Uh, no one knew that I'd pull that out of my Uh San Diego State, Duke, Maryland, and Butler would be the top four in the East, even though Butler loses every game they play now. Uh, South <laughs> Region, Baylor, Louisville, Seton Hall, and Auburn And then in the West, they would have Gonzaga, West Virginia, Nova, and Oregon. I don't really have a problem with that uh, other than watching Villanova lose a lot. And uh, I think that covered all of it. So the top 16 seats, they would have... Uh, Michigan State is 16th, and I do not think they deserve to be in uh, a seeded team at all. Uh, they couldn't even beat a lousy Michigan team in Chrysler Arena. Not only did they lose Carver High, they got whacked. They lost by like 10 or 11.
3: No, I, I don't think that they're one of the 16. I don't even. I think that the poll had it right today. I don't think they're one of the top 25 best teams in the country right now. I think one thing that this thing shows you here over the weekend, and you're still five or six ways weeks away from Selection Sunday, is. Like we were saying, this is a year where maybe we can get one of these teams that isn't a traditional blue blood to go and win the whole thing. I mean, Gonzaga, San Diego State, Dayton, you know, Florida State, Seton Hall, you know, Butler. Now, there's a lot of teams in here, Scotty, you
2: know, that could win the national title that aren't a traditional team. All right, so we'll talk to uh, Jeff Goodman about it and everything else, including Bob Knight going back to uh, Bloomington for the first time in 20 years. I worked. For the general, Bob Knight, for five years this is the best five years of my life. For all coast to coast, go with us.
4: Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24 hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
0: Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: excited to have goody on uh mr goodbar jeff goodman from WatchStadium.com and good and plenty podcast he's a badass goody how you doing brother
5: what's up Pharrell? how the hell you doing
2: i'm doing better than i was the last time you were on my show i was on radio now i'm on tv and radio can you believe that
5: i, I don't i can't believe it i can't believe it i'm just i'm just happy you're still uh You're still grinding. That's all. That's all. That's all that matters.
2: All right. So, uh, you know, Bob Knight said to me once when I worked for him uh, for five years and then all the years later, 25 years later, something like that, he came on my show. He always used to come on my show. And he calls me profane names. And uh, he said that, how did anyone (laughs) let you get married and then he said how did anyone let you have children and he just has always been uh funny and nasty to me through the years i have to ask you uh you did the podcast the good and plenty with pat and i remember when pat was you know playing for his dad uh at at indiana so what was it like what did he tell you about how they finally got bob knight to go to bloomington
5: after 20 years it, it was awesome. I mean, you know, Pat, like there's, there's no BS with Pat whatsoever. Uh, so I asked him, I said, like, how, how did it get done? He said, well, it started, uh, Bob moved back to Bloomington in, in like uh, October. So he said that started it. Right. But really what happened was Randy Whitman um, called him a few years ago and got completely MS'd when he asked, uh, bob to come back for a reunion and he, he figured he was drinking this time i guess he'd had a few beers and he figures ah what the hell i'm gonna try again so he calls him puts the phone away from his ear preparing to get completely uh crushed with another profanity uh tirade and instead bob <laughs> asks him and it says, you know hey who's who's coming you know you think anybody will show up and and Randy's like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we'll get some people there, Bob. Don't worry. The the best thing was right before he ended up going. Right before he ends up going, Pharrell, Pat asked him. You know, he's talking to him about, you know, hey, you still good? And uh, Bob said, uh, yeah. The only thing I got is, is do you think there are going to be any assholes there? And uh, and Pat says, yeah, yeah. If there are, don't worry, I'll take care of them. <laughs> So, listen, uh, he, uh, I,
2: I saw the whole thing, and I watched it with fascination, I think, like a lot of people did. Um, you know, I've, I've told you before of my uh, affinity for him, and I love the guy. And uh, he made a man out of me when I was there. And I think he did that with a lot of kids that played for him. He, he turned them into men, and they were responsible adults. They made it to class, or they never played. Uh, they all graduated, and they all became successful in life. Literally, Goody, 95 percent of them you got a five percent base of guys that hated him that quit that left uh that sued him or whatever accused him of all this stuff atrocities but uh you know he was he made such a difference in my life and I'm sure Pat told you the same stuff about if he's your friend he's the best friend you could ever have if he's your enemy you should move
5: yeah what what Pat said at the end was hey listen you know I, I understand he made some mistakes you know, I understand he he did some things maybe he shouldn't have done. He's a flaw, you know. He's flawed in some ways, but the good far outweighs the bad of what he did. And oh, by the way, with everything that's going on in college basketball these days, with the cheating and the NCAA investigation, the FBI stuff, he said one thing my dad never did. He never cheated.
2: Yeah, I mean, that—that that is for certain. He never illegally recruited or did anything. He was legit. And, um, you know, I watched Shashevsky uh, coaching on Saturday against North Carolina. It was incredible, that game. And, you know, I always tell people he learned everything from Knight. I think he, you know... Grew from it and got better than Knight over the years, and obviously won titles and did everything at Duke and an incredible record of success. But he learned it all, and he'll say that right—that he learned it all from Knight at Army. Oh, yeah. And when when Knight was coaching him at Army, is that not
5: accurate? Yeah, no. He 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 gives a ton of credit uh, to Bob Knight, and I, I'm sure he would have loved to have been there on Saturday. Obviously, he had his own his own game and his hands full with Carolina. Um, but I think that, you know, what, what it did to Bob Knight going back to, to IU, what it did was it allowed all the other former players now to go back for games and not feel guilty, not feel like they had crossed enemy lines. Now that Bob Knight went, they can all go and they don't have to worry anymore.
2: So uh, what did you think of the uh, the end of that uh, Duke-North Carolina game, Goody?
5: It was awesome. I mean, great, great game. I didn't think it would be good. I thought Duke was going to blow them the hell out because Carolina really doesn't have the players right now. But it does go to show you, you know, just kind of what that game means and, and the fact that sometimes guys that, you know, aren't aren't generally uh, uh, playing at a high level can find it in them to to take it to a different gear in that type of rivalry matchup. But uh, listen, Trey Jones, I, I tweeted after the game. I know he's got some flaws, right? He doesn't shoot the ball exceptionally well from the perimeter, but I'll take that dude every day of the week. I mean, how many guys could have pulled off that play at the free throw line, uh, missing the foul shot the way he did, getting the ball back, uh, and sending it to overtime? He's just a cerebral, cerebral player.
2: Yeah, I thought it was incredible. I, I actually, I had Duke to win, but I took North Carolina in the points because, as you know, everything crazy happens in that rivalry. The games are always good. You know, eight out of ten times, they're very close and and insane games. And sure enough, even though North Carolina's been awful this year, they were good on Saturday. They had them by the throat and let them slip through their fingers. What did you think today? Do you buy any of this goodie uh, when you see these people coming out with these, uh, you know— NBC Sports came out with a, uh, the rankings, like what the tournament would look like today, and they uh, yeah. gave the top 16 seeds, and they actually left Michigan State as the number four in the Midwest and the 16th seed in the tournament. And I got to tell you, they got whacked at Chrysler. They are not worthy of being ranked at all or seeded in the tournament right now. I'm
5: done listening to uh,
2: Tom Izzo's team's good. They suck.
5: Yeah, they, well, listen, um, people had them in preseason number one. They are not that, and you're right. They do not deserve to be ranked in the top 25 at all right now. Um, based on, on their resume, they've lost uh, three straight. Um, and, and some of their losses have just been uh, a little bit head-scratching at home to Penn State. And early on in the season, you kind of knew. They lost to Virginia Tech, um, you know, back in, in, in November. Um, And Virginia Tech isn't very good, to be honest. So, you know, the problem is with them, they lost Josh Langford right before the start of the year. He was probably going to be their second-best player in a consistent wing. And Cassius Winston hasn't been himself, and and rightfully so, with what he had to deal with off the court with the the passing of his younger brother. I I still, he has not played, like, consistently like the player we thought he'd be, which is a national player of the year.
2: You're right. Hey, so the, the interesting thing of that ranking, if it's if it like holds any water, is that they have San Diego State as the three. They would go to be the number one in the East, and then they would have to um, you know play the likes of Duke and Maryland and Butler, and and that team is uh, very exciting. As you know, uh, Goody, I have a massive uh, West Coast love of basketball because I used to do my show so late at night, I'd watch all these teams, and you know that team is kick ass, right? Goody, do you think they deserve to be the number one in the East and, and go East and that Gonzaga deserves the number one in the West and to stay in L.A.?
5: So I saw San Diego State uh, on January 1st. I was out there with my family, planned it around you know, a game there, and uh, they're really good. I mean, they, they defend well. They've got a great point guard in Malachi Flynn who transferred from Washington State. Here's what I'll say. One of San Diego State or Gonzaga is going to be kicked out of the West if they're both uh, among the top four overall teams, I think to be honest, whoever wins their their conference tournament, if San Diego State runs the table, you got to keep them in the West. To me, they deserve it. If you go undefeated through your your regular season and your conference tournament, I, I think you 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 earn the number one in the West. And then where does Gonzaga go? So I, I really think it's going to come down to who wins their conference tournament. If both teams uh, run the table in the regular season, which I never thought people asked me when I got back from San Diego State. They said, you know, do they have a chance to run the table? That was like January 3rd. And I said, no way in hell. Uh, but now, you know what? They beat Utah State at Utah State. The league's not great. I think they have a better chance of, of running it the rest of the way than Gonzaga than does.
2: Hey, Goody, uh, Jeff Goodman with us from WatchStadium.com and the Good and Plenty podcast. Do you think um... – You know, tonight you got Florida State and Duke. That's a great game. And Baylor at uh, Texas, I believe. I think they're on the road there, unless I'm mistaken. And then you got Texas Tech hosting uh, TCU. I like that. Uh, Florida State, you like their chances against Duke with Duke coming off that crazy game on Saturday. Enough time to get ready for this game?
5: Yeah, quick turnaround. A lot of emotion in that game. Duke has not played well. I saw them against Boston College last week here in Boston, and they were terrible, and they got away with one. Um, you know, they they just, again, everybody's vulnerable this year. There's nobody great, so anybody can lose. I I wouldn't bet against them at home at Cameron. I still think they'll find a way to pull this one out, but Florida State's been really good this year. You know, top 10-ish team most of the season when most people didn't think that Leonard Hamilton had that type of team um, after losing Calvin Gelly early in the NBA draft, but um, the one I like tonight, I like the Texas game. I like Baylor, Texas. Shaqer Smart, kind of fighting for his job, and uh, Scott Drew got the number one team in the country going on the road in Austin, and he has he's done coach of the year job over there in Waco. Yeah, I
2: think they'll uh, handle Texas. Uh, Texas has been atrocious, if you ask me. I got to tell you, Goody, I love you uh, with your new gigs. I love your podcast. I love having you on Coast to Coast. I'll see you at a college basketball game soon, brother. I love you. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast today, Goody.
5: Likewise, Pharrell. Great to talk to you. Love you, too, and we'll talk soon.
2: That's my guy, Jeff Goodman. He doesn't listen to the man anymore. Remember when he used to work for the man carver, High, like these corporations like CBS and all that? He gave him one of these. He gave him like a little one of those, like a little one of these, and then he gave him one of those, and then he, he gave him one of those coast to coast. <laughs> Coast to coast from the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook in the Meadowlands. I got to tell you, uh, before I forget, as you know, uh, Carver, High, I have early Alzheimer's. Yes. Uh, I'm doing everything I can in the world to stop uh, Alzheimer's. Lost my uh, grandparents to it, my dad to it, 34C's dad to it, not having it. But uh, before I forget, as you know, I forget a lot of things. I watched Miracle last night. And, uh, cause it's like the 40th anniversary, right, of the, uh, 80 Olympic hockey team beating Correct. the Russians? Yes, it is. All right, so, um, not only did I watch it and get emotional, and I've seen it like 30 times.
3: Who doesn't get emotional when they watch <laughs> Miracle? It's such a great film.
2: What a great film. What a, like, is that a Carver High top, uh, wow. 50 all time? It's
3: a top 25. Top 25. That that, <laughs> It might even be top 15. That's how good that movie is. There's, Miracle is outstanding. Nothing like all
2: that. All right, so, um, it's the only time, i got to tell you, that I actually uh, enjoyed Aerosmith at the end of uh, the movie. When they run the credits, they play Dream On. And then they look at all the players, what they did with their lives, you know, and they show each one of them and what yep. they ended up doing in life, like what job they had and what their career was. And then they ran all the credits and they're like, Dream On! 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 Dream on dream, I never really was a big Aerosmith fan. Were you?
3: Not particularly. Uh, they're definitely not up there in my favor. There's a couple tunes I like by them. But like, I like the Stones uh, uh, a lot yeah, better and
2: Metallica. I, and, yeah, Metallica. And, Metallica but, definitely. you know, the Aerosmith I liked. But I guess uh, I got to be honest, like, Steven Tyler's incredible frontman, incredible talent, incredible superstar. But he skeeved me. Well, I was creeped out by him. I kind
3: of like some of their late 80s stuff better than anything else. Like where they were, like probably on their heaviest amount of right. of,
2: of you know influence, like if you drugs. Know what I'm saying, you mean like drugs? I
3: like some of their permanent vacations. So you know, that album's pretty cool, but uh, for the most part, no, I'm not the the biggest fan. Did you
2: um, uh, react at all to your boy Goody dropping a bomb? The first bomb <laughs> on Coast to Coast since we've been on the air. He dropped a massive bomb on earlier. He dropped well, he, profanities. But
3: it, he was giving you something that, you know, it was uh, an actual quote. What you was know, the that, over-under? What was the over-under? Was the quote, Bobby. Yeah, and that is something you know that Bobby Knight right. would say. Of
2: course. So, I mean, he was just giving you the straight talk. But now. what was the over-under on, on who would swear first? Well, I mean, the
3: odds were on you. On me. I mean, the odds were a thousand percent on the you. The odds it, were on me that I would, would swear the first. One. Yes, no question. I did not think it would be... Did you think it would, be, uh,
2: it, would it be sexual? Would it be uh, four-letter variety. Would it be? Um, uh, would it be uh, hatred toward others? Uh, hatred towards others. There, would, probably, would there be yeah. a race problem uh, going hatred, on?
3: Hatred toward others would definitely be the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> You've got to also remember, like <laughs> you. Since you left the land without oxygen or whatever you call it, right. you've had like seven or eight years of, of being trained and not saying anything. Anymore. On the Vatican on Network. the Vatican Network. So uh, I think that you're going to be just fine. I, I, You know what? Goody being the first one, I guess that that works out. All
2: right. So uh, coming up later on the show, we're going to have uh, Ariel uh, Epstein. Our good friend Ariel will be styling with us in our number two and uh, she's an incredible uh, performer with Pharrell. She loves uh, coming on coast-to-coast and getting into the evenings uh, festivities. In other words, gambling heavily. And when I say evenings festivities in Portuguese, that means gambling heavily. Remember that. Put that on your fridge. Tell your dog when you're walking your little doggy around the neighborhood that Pharrell, you know, he speaks in Portuguese go, uh, Carver High. I'm knocking myself off the air. You're okay. You're okay. Constantly I'm doing this with this damn thing. I'm going to check it again. There we go. Right. It's off and on. Not stop this right, thing. Get right. this dog off of me. You- go ahead, you miserable mutt. Anyway, uh, did you see your boy Bogdanovich with that bomb last night to beat the Rockets? Tell me that wasn't great. Did you see it? I did see it. What a
3: shot. Unbelievable, uh, and I did not play him. Of course, we had been riding because he didn't hit the over right. on Friday night. So he didn't hit it last so, night either. No, he didn't. He only had two last night. But the, w- the second one that he had, man, was that a big one at the end of the game to win it for them? Rockets lose. Uh, big win for the
2: Jazz. No question. So they had a um, like a double cycle circle, you know, uh, screenplay set up at the end of that game. Right. The first guy came around the outside. And they blew him off, and then they set a double screen, and the guy came around in the backside. It was Bogdanovich. He got the rock, and he literally jacked a 35-footer, and it was just money, dagger city. True blue. Good night, Irene. I, the thing that was great about it was – is that prior to that, two things happened. One, the Covington three with twenty eight seconds left. So the new guy hits. And how another.
3: about all the big shots he's been hit? He's only been right. with the Rockets for a couple games, but you look at the Laker game, the other I mean right. he has hit big shots
2: for them already just in a few days. So ago. I I'd say he's averaging about four you know, threes a game and about fourteen points, right? And he's defensively why they got him, he's long and he and he plays solid at both ends more so on the defensive end. He's got those, uh, you know, the quick hands and long, uh, reach and he'll steal the ball from me and knock it away from you. So he hits big shots, right? And you know, he's not the greatest shooter I've ever seen in the world. I've seen the guy play for the last, whatever, six, seven years. I've seen the guy play. I don't think he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen, but he's hit some shots for them. Right? So he hits the shot with 28 seconds left and he's celebrating and they're all giving him high fives on the bench. They're all, you know, talking him up and pimping him up and everybody's happy. The crowd is going ballistic. Uh, then the Jazz go down and score and take the lead again, right? By two. So then they come down, and with 1.6 seconds left, they give it to Tucker, who loves that corner dagger. And he hits a bomb corner dagger with 1.6 left. And then this place, the Toyota Center, just went ballistic. I mean, they were dancing in the aisles. They were uh, hugging and kissing. People didn't even know each other were French kissing. There was people drinking beers, people drinking shots, people doing everything. Smiley faces, mocking the camera. Camera, lifting up their shirts, the whole deal, right? And then uh, they were just—it was—it was on. It was like New Year's Eve. They were partying so hard. And then they go down, and Bogdanovich hits that shot. And I have never seen a pin drop like in that building. I mean, those people—they literally. Went to their cars like someone had run over their dog. I mean that place was as quiet as a church. When you go in to light candles at mass, I mean it was absolutely dead silence after he hit that shot. And their faces were so epic when they were (laughs) walking to the parking lot. Did you see those people, Carver High? I did. That was great. And I'm popular in Houston. They love me in H Town. What up, H Town? Check out a you lose. What a shame you lose <laughs> <laughs> oh and by the way i had the jazz plus four oh, oh. Which, at, which at the ow, end ow, of the ow, day is what really is all that really matters pharrell on the bench.com baby hide the money from your wife uh what did you think of the celtics performance winning that game in oak city that they had no business winning they were down nine at the half carver huh? yeah nice job by the celtics taking
3: care of business there uh one point win get it done at the end uh no, Thunder have been really strong this year. They've played well, but uh, they're not as good as the Celtics. They're just not. And uh, for the Celtics to come back, I wasn't surprised, uh, but good job by Boston over the weekend. Did you
2: see the, uh, the USA rosters for I the did. Olympics? And I- they left off all the young stars like Trey and well, Ja and gotta- Zion. They haven't earned it. You know
3: what's going on here. They got embarrassed last summer. Right. right, they got embarrassed. This is just like what happened in Athens, right? Remember when they got bronze in right. Angeles, they got bronze in Athens that year? Right. You were there, right? Didn't you go to the? Did go I to the did Athens go games? to
2: Athens. I went to the Summer Games in Athens, which yes. was the
3: last time that USA basketball got embarrassed in one of these international competitions. And basically, if they don't win gold, that means that they got embarrassed. Right. So they got embarrassed last year at the World Cup. So now they're going to load up on all the best players. And Colangelo claims that they've all told them that they want to play. You know how this usually goes. We're going to get closer to the summer, and people are going to get injuries or people are going to get disinterested, things like that, and you're going to lose some of these guys. But if you get LeBron, A.D., you know, is Steph and Clay and Durant, like, are those guys even going to want to play? I can't believe Steph Curry's running around today saying he's going to play in March for the Warriors. Why would yeah. you Why would you even play this He year? said he's coming back. But they're going to throw out, Scotty, the absolute he best. He wants to play with Wiggins. Best roster that they could get. And that, you know what, maybe that would be a good reason to play Steph, to get a little...
2: You know, get a little something with Wiggy All there. right, that so James uh, is among 44 players announced uh, today as finalists for the team that will play in Tokyo. Gee, you think he'll make the team? He played in 04, 08, <laughs> and 2012, helping the U.S. win gold. And uh, the most recent two appearances, the pool includes 19 players who have won at least 31 gold medals. And, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Some of the names I just want to throw on here, nine players still in the mix from the 2016, uh, Harrison Barnes, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Kevin Durant, PG, Paul George, Draymond Green. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is not playing basketball, right? So he's not going to be there. Back from the 2012 campaign, uh, AD, James Harden, Kevin Love, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and Dwight Howard. Uh, he was an OA gold medalist. He's not going to play on the Olympic team. No. Uh, he's too old. I think he's done great with the Lakers. I think Dwight Howard's been phenomenal every single day. Uh, but then there's other guys, Curry, Dr- Drummond, Plumlee, all these guys are on the list. and uh, Now you have guys, uh, 25 other players who are uh, finalists for this summer's team but have not played in Olympic or World Cup gold. Uh, Adebayo, uh, Aldridge, Beal, Booker, Brogdon, uh, Jalen Brown, Mike Conley, Harrell, Joe Harris. Joe Harris isn't going to be on that team with what? That crappy Brooklyn team he plays on and he never hits any shots? I hit more threes than Harris. Last year Harris hit a ton of shots. This year he hasn't. That's that's my opinion of that team. I think that team's average at best. Then again, I bet on him tonight, plus seven. So you gotta be a little crazy, 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 crazy when you're playing with the numbers, son. You gotta go to the window and win some money for cover high so we can buy him breakfast at the Aeropuerte, son. This is no joke. It's for real, coast to coast, like you read about. Everybody's doing
4: it. You just won't admit it. Go ahead.
2: say uh, I did not watch the Oscars uh, but I did watch uh, when Eminem came on and he uh, took over the Oscars and dropped uh, I thought the most exciting uh, thing ever uh, when he played that old song of his I thought it was fantastic did you see it Carver I when he when he went on? No chance that I would watch the Oscars. No chance. 0.0. All, point zero. Zero, but 0.0. But you do rank the greatest movies of all time. But they so don't you... make good
3: movies anymore. Nobody makes good movies. And it's not even that they don't make good movies anymore. There are a couple. These award shows, I can't watch. Are torture. Them. That goes for all of them. The Oscars, the Grammys, this one. SAG After Awards. Any of them. The director's I watch, skill. I
2: don't watch award shows. I just don't. So anyway, them. did you see any uh, clips of, uh, of Eminem on the stage at all? You never saw him sing? I did not it's your last opportunity, not in a lifetime. I was, and thirty-four C was watching. Young Chopper, she knew all the words. She even knew all the swear words. We got to get Chopper to come on the show one day here on Coast to Coast and drop a few bombs, like Goody did. All right, so. Um, Mafia, I got to get you on here because it's very important. UFC uh, 247 went down on Saturday in H-Town. A lot of stuff's been going on in H-Town lately, including Carver High's new favorite team, the Houston XFL team. Let's go. But the, uh, the UFC fights the other night uh, had uh, some tremendous controversy uh, Carver High was telling me that he enjoyed it. He said uh, to me, Mafia, that uh, he thought that uh, Reyes won the first three rounds, guaranteed like Denzel Washington, but um, that he lost the last two rounds. How did John Jones win a unanimous decision in that fight that everybody thinks Reyes won? What happened there? Was uh, the fight fixed?
6: You know, it's just poor judging. And at this point, though, the scoring system is messed up. Either we got to have it one way or they got to follow the way it is. The way it is, is you get scored for each round. If you win the first three rounds, guess what? You won the fight. But according to them, they're saying, oh, well, you know, you can't really take it from him because in the last two, he was the one who was controlling the action. Okay, but the way the scoring system is, you take it from him, just like you talked about with the first Fury-Wilder fight. By the scoring system, Fury won that fight. They gave it to Wilder because you don't want to take it away from the champ, but... If you're going to have the scoring system by round by round, then you have to do it the right way. And they didn't do it. They even had one judge scored four rounds to one for John Jones, which is just ridiculous. It's impossible to have seen it that way. Reyes won the first three rounds. Jones came back in the last two, but even the beginning of that fourth got rocked and in trouble in the beginning. Then he dominated, but the first three he lost. He should have lost the fight.
2: So let me ask you this question, and then I'm going to ask Carver High a question. So you watched the fight, and you've already said that the judge that was 4-1 was uh, drunk, basically, and that that judge was tripping. That's another way of looking at it. But when you watched the fight, and I agree with you, everything you said, because... I know why they didn't take Wilder's uh, belt away, because he knocked him down in the ninth and 12th, the money rounds. You cannot take the the championship belt away from the heavyweight champ when he knocks down a guy in the 12th and the guy's out cold. And then God lifts him up off the mat. He finishes the fight. And then it's a great uh, ending to the fight. And then it's a draw. And now we're fighting again on the uh, 22nd here of this month at the MGM. Same thing happened. All right, so when you watch the fight, And you saw the fight. How did you score the fight? Did you think it was uh, Reyes was 3-2 and that he should have won? Or did you think it was, uh, you know, all Reyes? Or did you think Jones deserved it?
6: I scored a 3-2 for Reyes. I thought he won the first three rounds. You know, we had the graphic that we put up before with the statistics. I mean, you can see clearly he outstruck him those first three rounds. He was ahead and should have been ahead on the scorecards and then Jones came back in the fourth and fifth and outstruck him and controlled the action more. I thought the first three rounds, Reyes was doing exactly what he needed to do. He was coming after him, and then he was letting Jones come to him and counter-striking. He was doing combinations. He was getting the low kicks. He was getting a couple punches up top. He was doing exactly what he needed to do to score. And if you want to say, okay, let's give her the scoring system and score the fight as a whole, then sure. Then you could say Jones won the fight. But if you're going to go by five-round scoring system, he won the first three and should have won the fight. Carver High, what did you think?
3: Yeah, I thought that Reyes won the fight, honestly, after after going back and watching it again. I, I just, here's my problem with these judges and with all this. And I know that we get bad decisions in Vegas, too. And I, I get it. There's bad decisions in Las Vegas, there's judges there that aren't very good. And the UFC is trying to, you know, grow their brand. And they have these fights all over the place now. And they're in Houston this weekend, right? So they're having a huge, big championship fight in Houston. Have the judges for, you know, mixed martial arts done enough fights in Texas where they should be scoring a huge fight like that? Yes or no? Moff, Moff do they do enough no. fights in Texas where this guy should be judging a championship fight? No. I mean, honestly. No, no, they haven't. You gotta they grow the, I know you, you want to have... The, uh, and the guy that scored 4-1 Yeah, exactly. A 4-1 and you want to... I get it. They want to have events. The guy that scored a 4-1 is a They want to have events every weekend. Fighter? I understand no. it.
2: All right, so let me ask you. Um, so, Carver, you think they should just have uh, the biggest fights in Vegas or New York and nowhere yeah, else? Keep keep the other cities, your Houston's. They do some
3: in Calgary. They have them all over the like place. Like the fight nights. Keep those for fight nights and for your not your big fights. And just keep the big fights in Vegas and, and even New York. They've only had New York a couple of years. They've only done, what is it, two, three years at the Garden now and in Brooklyn and a couple other right. places. But just stop. Putting it in these huge championship fights in the hands of people that don't judge enough
2: of these big fights. And you leave yourself open to this. That guy beat him. He beat him three rounds to two. He should be the champion. It's ridiculous. So, uh, Mafia, let me ask you, how did you do betting? Because I want to know who you picked on PharrellOnTheBench.com for the fights. Because uh, I'm guessing you took Jones. And, then, and uh, what did you do with the other fights uh, that were on the main card?
6: Yeah, I took Jones in that one because as good as Reyes is and he's the t- perfect type of fighter to give him that trouble that he gave him. I still said he's Jones, you know, until I see him go down, I can't pick against him. I picked Shevchenko. She was such a huge favorite. There really was no picking the other side. She was almost, you know, minus 1200 in-, in certain books on FanDuel, I think she was minus 1050. And then, you know, it was kind of a weak card because of some right. of the guys getting hurt late in the uh, the game there, where guys like Lima, Diego Lima was supposed to fight uh, and some of these other you know, Marlon Verrera was supposed to fight, but they all got hurt, got pulled off the card, so it was kind of weak. The only other fight I picked was your boy Derek Lewis fighting Eli Latifi on the uh, first one of the main card and I thought that Lewis would beat him up because Latifi was coming off off of you know, light heavyweight guys who he lost like two of his last three. Now he's moving to heavyweight against a guy like Lewis, who's one of the tops in the division. It wasn't a fair fight. Right. And he ended up coming back and winning that one in a close one. So I went 3-0. Oh,
2: so he went 3-0. So Lewis did get uh, Lewis the win. Got
6: it. Yeah, he got the late decision. He came back with like a late flurry in that last round right. to take it.
2: All right. So what's the next? Uh, are they going to fight again? Because I, I heard everyone after the fight saying immediate rematch because they have to Reyes got screwed. And Jones said, whatever I got to do, if I got to fight him again, let's go. Uh, is that going to happen? Or are they going to play games with us and not give us that fight?
6: We'll see what comes up next. I mean, it makes the most sense for them because Jones has run through that division so much that all the talk before this fight wasn't even about this fight. It was about will he go up to heavyweight and fight Stipe? So now you actually have some controversy in that division. You might as well keep them there. And after they heal up, let them do this again and kind of settle things.
2: All right. uh, Let's talk about uh, Carver High, the XFL. And... uh... You know, strangely enough, the young gun is with you. He has sided with the Houston team. What is their nickname, the Houston team? I believe the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. uh and, and Will, you're a roughneck fan as well. This is getting embarrassing. We have a team that plays uh, a stone's throw from here, the Guardians, and not one guy here. Brian's, he's completely could care less. He's like, he wants to sleep with chick tennis players. He doesn't care about the uh, XFL. He says I don't, I don't he's, blame him for that. He, he, he's, uh, he's into the WTA. Anyway, so uh, just hot chicks, though, is all he told me. Anyway, uh, no one roots for the Guardians. I've decided to root for the Guardians because okay. all you guys are Houston fans. And because I hate the Giants and Jets. I'm a Steeler fan, and I don't root for any teams in New York except the Yankees I and the Knicks. I might as well start rooting football for the Guardians, right? So your team, do you believe that your team's the best team in the uh, I, XFL?
3: I thought they played the best out of the eight teams over the weekend, uh, right. just looking at it, and it's only one game. Right. But I thought that they had the best offensive game plan. I thought they were the most explosive team. Um, I think they scored 37 points, somewhere around there. Right. Um, it's I, I, exactly why I bet on them to win the whole thing at the beginning. I thought that June Jones would come up with a lot of innovative offensive stuff. I like the kid, PJ, that they've got playing quarterback from Temple. He, he played pretty well. You know what the thing for me, Scotty, was they, they did a couple of things, and this is just like the XFL 20 years ago, whatever it was, when they tried, tried this thing out. Right. There's going to be some things that the NFL will steal from them. Like, the kickoff thing, I don't know if you saw them kicking off, Scotty. I mean, they basically— I liked it. The guy—they put him on the other side of right. the field at the other 30 or 35, and they couldn't move until the returner touched the ball.
2: And they line up, like, 10 yards it, from each it's other. Gonna,
3: it's going to keep less collisions, which is what the stuff that the NFL has talked about for right. years. You have a potential for maybe some actual kicks getting returned now. Right. I think the NFL will seal that 100%. The other thing that I thought was cool was the inside. Like, whenever they had a replay, you got to listen to the guys in the booth— Talk about the right. Replay. I think they went a little too overboard with the interviewing the players as they're walking off after scoring touchdowns. Like you're getting nothing out of those. Forget it. Like one guy dropped a bomb after he blocked the Oh. I mean, it was just it was kind of silly. I don't think you get anything there. The inside, listening to the coach call the plays,
2: listening to the replay, right. talk about going. So, fun, what did you what think of the 3.3 million viewers? And uh, then today, a story broke that Oliver Luck said uh, Kaepernick <laughs> asked for uh, two million dollars per game. Yeah, sure. Good, good so job. Now now we know he's never going to play football anywhere ever again. That's he's, what that means. No,
3: that's exactly what that means. He's not going to be playing there. He's not going to be playing anywhere. $2 million a game. What are these guys making? A couple hundred thousand for the season? They're making this nothing. This guy wants 200, $2, two million? Get lost. Uh, and the viewers, hey, I thought that... You know, you look at ESPN, ABC, and Fox doing this thing. Right. I thought they did a much better job than what, you know, I forget who the AAF was even on last year.
2: It was they on, on have, like, had, TNT, NFL they, Network, they did and did a, CBS did, Sports did, Network, which
3: no a, one watches. They did a bad job with it. Everybody this weekend did a good job with it. I thought the games on
2: Sunday were awful. The games on Saturday were good. Right, so you know they, I mean? they literally, as I said, they were on uh, TNT, NFL Network, and CBS uh, Sports Network. I have no problem with any of those channel, channels I watch, like the NBA and everything else. Uh, But I watch the NFL Network. I watch the Red Zone channel is what I watch. I love that channel. That was created by God. And then CBS uh, Sports Network. I did my radio show over there uh, forever, and I didn't even watch it when I worked there. No one watches it. They had the worst college basketball games in the world on. I had more fun picking my nose. But I will say this. I was at a bar and, uh, in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and everyone was watching the XFL. I couldn't even believe it. It's coast to coast. Hour two Ariel Epstein's up with us next. Go with us.